Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 100th episode of the Boxing for Free podcast. Well, this calls for a celebration. I will. I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the 100th episode of the Boxing for Free podcast. How the hell did this last so long? Honest to God, and how the hell do I still have any audience considering the in, the infrequency in which I record podcasts? It's it's a bit pathetic sometimes, and it makes me all the more grateful that I am not part of some sort of crowdfunding campaign like uh, Kickstarter or Patreon because, oh, I think I would have a hard time meeting those goals, but... Uh, Either way, uh, later in the podcast, near the end, I'm going to be doing some reminiscing about the past 99 episodes, all that fun stuff. But first, got to tackle some important stuff. And as one listener noted at the end of uh, their listening to the last podcast, why didn't I mention anything about Manny Pacquiao versus Jeff Horn? And I meant to say something. And that something was, I don't care. I I meant to say that the only way that people are going to get excited about this fight is if Manny Pacquiao loses. And I wasn't watching the fight. I, I had to work. And I, I know that uh, that must frustrate some people like Justin, but... Uh, you know, well, I'll, we'll talk about currency-based economics later. Regardless, I'm uh, following the fight somewhat on Twitter, and uh, I say to a co-worker, oh, you know, Manny Pacquiao's fighting. He's, uh, he from based on what I'm reading, he's probably going to win the fight. I think it was around, uh, around 11, the time I had uh, logged off and gone back to work. So uh, later... In the evening, it's early Sunday morning. We're in the break room. I'm checking the news feed on uh, some boxing websites, and the big headline is Manny Pacquiao has lost. And I thought, wait a minute, what? And I have uh, friends on Facebook who start messaging me saying, hey, what do you think about Manny Pacquiao losing? And I'm thinking, well, I didn't see the fight. Do I have to give you the same currency-based economic speech that I'm about to give Justin? But anyway, went home, and I see, oh, good, somebody's uploaded the fight. You click the link, and it's like some sort of scam. Then you find a real link to the fight, and the fight's already down. Then you find another one, and it's in a foreign language. And I think, okay, foreign language. I, You know what? I don't need to listen to the commentators. I can, you know, judge this based on, you know, my own skills as a impartial observer. So I shut off the audio and I just watched the the video and I thought Pacquiao won originally. Then I found another one and I thought, okay, watch this again. And I felt that Horn won. So I was very split. And I, I think that either way, Manny Pacquiao should not be fighting anymore, okay? Personally, I thought that it, where he retired the first time 
after he fought Tim Bradley for the third time and beat him for the third time, but that's neither here nor there. I thought that, okay, you've beaten Tim Bradley. That's, you know, it's your rubber match. You've beaten him. Great. Right off into the sunset, like you said you would. I wrote a very, very good blog that night, and I thought, wow, you know, what what a great way to uh, end his career. He, he just looked exciting, dominant. He was knocking Bradley down twice. It was awesome. And I don't know. The, after he came back, when he announces his comeback just a few months after that uh, defeat of Tim Bradley, I thought, oh, w- what are we doing here? What's going on? He had the, the fight with Jesse Vargas, which... You know, we knew he was going to win that. And then we had the fight with Jeff Horn. And it almost kind of seemed like, you know what? This really isn't a continuation of his career. It's almost kind of like... It's hard to describe what it was. Almost like a sideshow. I know that he held the uh, the WBO welterweight title. But I didn't think it was really counting for much. Quite honestly, I mean, you, you take a look at the welterweight division, nobody was really mentioning the name Pacquiao. Now, whether that was because they were under the promotion or under the Al Heyman banner with Premier Boxing Championships is uh, neither here nor there. But I just thought, nobody's talking about Pacquiao. The only one who is somewhat talking about Pacquiao is Terrence Crawford. And that's only because people are saying, hey, a fight between Manny Pacquiao and Terrence Crawford. That would be exciting. Uh, Pacquiao was not mentioning that. He and Freddie Roach were constantly talking about uh, having, a fu- having a rematch with Floyd Mayweather. And that might be because they might hate us. I don't know. But if you want to see a fight, uh, or sorry, if you want to see another fight between Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather, you obviously hate boxing. You obviously hate boxing fans. And you obviously hate your own money. So I will have to give you a speech about currency-based economics, which is becoming a theme this episode. Good God. Either way, I just thought, okay, he's not going to get the god-awful rematch that nobody on this planet wants with Floyd Mayweather. He's not going to get that. So what's what's the end goal? Or what's the end game? What are we trying to accomplish in a career that's accomplished so much already? It's honestly head-scratching. So, after this, I think the only thing that can happen, and Pacquiao insisted that the WBO hold an investigation, and uh, the the WBO said, nope, uh, Horn won, he's keeping the title, Let's just say Pacquiao does not retire. Okay, what the hell does he do? The only thing that can happen, in my view, is a rematch with Jeff Horn. And maybe for Pacquiao, hold it in the Philippines. I mean, Horn's from Australia. They fought in Brisbane. So why not fight in General Santos City or Manila? Why, Why not do a rematch in the Philippines? That's the only thing that, uh, that 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 would make sense to me, okay? But uh, 
other than that, the only thing that can happen is Manny Pacquiao to say, okay, I really need to focus on my Senate career. I cannot be dividing my attention both ways. I can't be a full-time boxer and a full-time senator. That's how it works, people. If you have, you, you can't really have two passions going at the same time and trying and try to balance them. It's just not going to work, okay? And I, I don't know why it took Pacquiao so long to realize. I don't know why, after becoming a senator, he didn't say, "Okay, time to uh, close the door on boxing. This is the end, my friend." Walking off into the sunset. I'll see you guys in a few years at the. International Boxing Hall of Fame. Maybe I'll show up ringside for a few fights just to, you know, appear on camera, smile, wave, kiss babies, etc., etc. But no, like so many great champions before him, he became his own little Icarus and he flew too close to the sun. And we all know how that story ended. So that's my opinion on Manny Pacquiao versus Jeff Horn. Congratulations, nonetheless, to Jeff Horn. Uh, when I did score him uh, winning the fight, I thought I thought he showed tremendous heart. God, especially after the uh, the the end of uh, round nine, I thought, oh God, th- this has got to be it. He he's done for, and he was not held on, survived, and. You know, that, that's another thing for Pacquiao. You haven't knocked a guy out in eight years. Knocked plenty of them down, and full credit to you there, but you're not knocking anybody out. And if you can't uh, pull the trigger against somebody like Jeff Horn, and that's not to downplay Jeff Horn, but after the pummeling that he was giving Jeff, you would have thought, okay, he should be able to finish it, but no. It's kind of a parallel to... Uh, all the way back in 2008, when Pacquiao stopped Oscar De La Hoya, and what were they constantly saying about De La Hoya? That he could not pull the trigger anymore. And that's what it was. But anyway, moving on. Okay, and covering the big news from professional boxing, now we're going to do a little change. We're going to cover some big news from amateur boxing. And... While you may not have heard this news, this happens to be about one of uh, our audience members, and that's Mr. Cleo Clemens from the state of Mississippi. Now, this he was not fighting, even though he is a former Golden Gloves champion, if I remember correctly. He was not fighting. He was coaching, and he, uh, earlier this month, or rather, end of last month, beginning of this month, but uh, July 1st, Canada Day... But either way, that was the day for Mr. Clemens and also his fighter, Kedrick the Ghost White, fighting in the 114-pound division. Now, these fights, uh, Cleo was posting the links on Facebook for all of us to watch live. And I, I'm going to regret not posting those links myself because watching it, it made me realize, holy crap. Amateur boxing is really, is really awesome. I used to go to the shows all the time. I used to love them. But uh, these fights, these are the USA Boxing Junior Olympics uh, taking place in Charlotte's, uh, sorry, Charleston, West Virginia, not Charlottesville, Virginia. No, this was in uh, Charleston, West Virginia. And uh, 
I will say this about Kedrick White. He's got this uh, tall, skinny Tommy Hearn, Hearns frame, which I, as, as soon as I saw that, I'm just thinking Thomas Hearns, and I thought, okay, well, I'm already rooting for you. But dude could fight. Uh, I watched his uh, fight the day before. I thought clearly the winner. The, the championship fight on uh, July 1st, I was watching that and after a certain point even though his his opponent i th- i thought you know what he's given him a, a good fight i thought after a point that white was more in control and uh, unfortunately the videos are uh, are gone and usa boxing did, did decide not to archive these so shame on them but uh at one point uh white landed this combination i thought that's it that's it. He he's kind of got this, and when it went to the 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 scorecards, I noticed he he took a knee, and I thought, well, you don't need to do that. You you've got this, okay? You you don't need divine intervention, okay? You you've got this, you've got this, my child. But then I thought, oh wait a minute, this is amateur boxing. Let, let let's not pretend there are not some horrible heinous foul stench smelling decisions in amateur boxing because there are i've seen a few i mean hell watch the olympics if you want a great example but no uh as soon as they announced the blue corner i myself even like like gave this huge shout yeah and white just bolted off of the canvas like he like i said he was taking a knee it's not like he was unconscious or anything but no he just leapt off of the ground and such a cool moment so congratulations to Kedrick and to Cleo uh well well earned victory and hopefully we uh get to see some more of these fights from you guys and hopefully USA Boxing will put them on their YouTube channel if you're gonna stream these things why not you know keep them archived in some form or another i don't know but regardless congratulations and uh everybody on in the 114 pound weight class you know take note the ghost is coming for you moving on right now i feel like uh i feel like a gigantic hypocrite two episodes ago i was saying floyd mayweather versus conor mcgregor is not going to happen then on the next episode I'm saying, oh, well, it is happening, egg on my face, it's probably going to suck anyway, and now this episode, I'm talking about it, and this is the worst part, I'm actually kind of excited about this fight, (laughs) I mean, oh, what the hell's happened to me, am I already a senile old man at the age of 31? Christ, I hope not. But, okay, what has got me so excited about this fight, and this is, of course, the magic of Floyd Mayweather fights, and it's like any other magic trick. You're you're kind of mesmerized as you watch it happen. Then afterwards, you kind of say, what the hell was that? What happened? And once you step back and look at it through an analytical eye... You're able to say, oh, that's why. Well, the magic in all Floyd Mayweather fights, 
actually happens outside of the fights. It's all in the press conferences. And this one for Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor, a multi-city international press tour. They've made uh, stops in Los Angeles. They did one in Toronto the other day. They they are going all over the country. They're uh, going to be stopping in Boston, I believe, and Ireland, United Kingdom. You know what? I don't know. I'm not on the press tour, unfortunately. I have a real job, and... Uh, I can't attend. I was, though, a bit disappointed because uh, as of this recording, it's uh, July 13th. I'm flying home tomorrow, and I told my dad, I think Floyd Mayweather is doing a press conference in Toronto to promote the fight, and he said, he said, if you're down for it, we're going to go. And unfortunately, I found out uh, days later, it's like, oh, damn it, it's the, uh, it's the 12th, and I actually know people I've had a lot of uh, friends telling me, oh, I was thinking of going, or my brother or my friend was thinking of going, but this is just insane. These press conferences, okay, I have a friend uh, messaging me back and forth. This is the thing, like, on Facebook and at work, I'm the comic book, uh, boxing, and movie nerd, and I've got a lot of people asking me about this, and they're just constantly saying, is this real? Like, what is this all about? And the press conferences are just insane because that's what everybody is talking about. And the uh, first one was in Los Angeles the other day. And this is Dana White introducing McGregor. And Dana White sounds absolutely hammered. And I have a feeling that's probably probably what he's going... This is what he's going to sound like uh, after the fight's done, except a lot angrier and possibly even more drunk. Ladies and gentlemen, the reigning, defending, 155-pound champion of the UFC, the notorious Conor McGregor! Now, like a lot of people, I'm not giving Conor McGregor much of a chance to beat Floyd Mayweather. In fact... I'm not giving him any chance. However, and I've had a, a friend point this out to me online. He said that, you know, Connor's not going to win this fight, but damn, he is winning the war of words in the press conferences because <laughs> this, it seems like this is what people are going to be thinking most, mostly. Like, t- when they look back on this fight, like a year, five years from now, they're going to be saying, okay, the fight probably sucked, but good God, those press conferences were entertaining as hell. Do you remember when Connor said this? Do you remember when Floyd said this? Blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, it's funny, the contrast between the two. Connor comes out, he's got this nice suit on. If you look closely, the the pinstripes are actually spelling out F-U, and I'm censoring myself. Don't worry. A lot of the clips I use are... uh, they're uncensored, so if you've got kids in the room, you might want to tell them to get lost, or you might want to plug in your earphones. And if you're a kid listening, well, I'm just getting you ready for the, you know, for how real life works. This is how people talk. But anyway, Connor's in this nice pinstripe suit. Floyd is not. You think you know this is the biggest fight that can be made it's they're calling it the billion dollar fight you think you could dress up for it and connor just lets floyd have it with both barrels baby we did it
I couldn't hear, I couldn't hear anything they, they, those uh, motherfuckers said. Thank fuck. This boxing press conference is a completely different setup than we're used to. And somebody's O has got to go. He's in a fucking tracksuit. And the funny thing is, Floyd's looking calm throughout all this, but you got to know that inside he is just fuming. Because Connor will not let up on this guy. I mean, okay, the whole somebody's O has got to go, it's like, that that doesn't make it sound very impressive, like, if Floyd beats you, because you're O, O, and O. I mean, whatever, your O is going to go regardless, so, but no, he, he's talking about Floyd, saying his O is going to go, not going to happen, but at least he's going to make the press conferences entertaining in the meantime. He can't even afford a suit anymore. It's worth noting that these press conferences are taking place immediately after it came out that Floyd Mayweather is having some problems with the IRS and he's telling the IRS, oh, I just need some more time to get the money available, which it's kind of like, but you, you're constantly showing off how you've still got the $100 million check and you, 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 you haven't spent any of it, so why do you need time to get money? I don't understand this. What's going on? Let's continue with the press conferences because, like I said, what Connor's saying is gold. The Rolls is at 2012 outside. <laughs> what? The Rolls is at 2012 outside. The, the Roses are 2012 outside? Is this making sense to anyone? The Rolls is at 2012 outside. Oh, wait, maybe he's speaking Gaelic. I remember we studied Ireland in, I think it was third grade or something, and I, I'm pretty sure this is Gaelic of some kind, right? The Rolls is at 2012 outside. And you can tell the audience does not understand what he said either because the reaction to it is completely flat compared to his next statement, which everyone can understand because it's kind of like a... I don't know, I think it's like the national phrase of Ireland, and everybody just responds to that positively. The Rolls is at 2012 outside. He is fucked. There's no other way about it. His little legs, his little core, his little head. I'm going to knock him out inside four rounds, mark my words. Yeah, this, this is the magic of the press conference. It's both ways, for, for Connor and for Floyd. They, they both have their own sort of magic, but uh, this press conference wouldn't be happening if it weren't for the fact that Connor is fighting Floyd Mayweather, and that's why people have the interest in it. Anyway, uh, then it was Floyd's turn to return fire, so to speak. I don't give a fuck if it's, a, if it's an octagon. Oh, Floyd. Not even five seconds in and you're already stepping in it. Yes, you did give a... F I can't say it because Justin will get mad, but you did care if it was an octagon. That's where everybody initially thought the fight was going to be taking place, and, uh, well, now it's not. It's taking place in a boxing ring. So, come on, even even people who are betting on you are saying, oh, no, don't, 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 don't say that, Floyd. That's, that's not true. Put me in there and I'm going to kick ass. Don't be talking shit. You do give a fuck if it's an octagon. 
you light them up and I knock them down like bowling pins. And August 26th, I'm gonna knock this bitch out too. Yeah, really. Nobody out about 20 years. Hey, that's not true, Connor. It's been six years since he knocked anybody out. That was Victor Ortiz. And it was also the last time that Floyd knocked anybody down, too, as far as I remember. So, okay, not, not partially true, but, you know, you are kind of correct on the not knocking him out. I mean, hey, if Floyd knocks Connor McGregor out, all, all the power to him, okay? I mean, I'm not counting on it. I'm expecting a, uh, a very wide, absurdly stupid uh, decision. Like, when I say absurdly stupid, just mean like, oh, God, this wasn't even close. That's how stupid it was. Not like, wow, Conor McGregor, you know, I scored him losing all 12 rounds, but some judges gave him three. That's absurdly stupid. It's not like that. And at that moment, that's when Floyd pulls out the $100 million check that we always hear about. Still got $100 million, and then he never touched this shit. That's in a tax man. Connor must love the fact that this this news about Floyd's tax problems came out just just days before the press conferences began. He's going to be using this line, this shtick, the whole way through, leading up to the fight, etc., etc. But, you know, it's kind of true. I mean, if you've got $100 million that you haven't even touched, why not just, you know, what is the problem? Again, why are you asking the IRS for more time to pay your back taxes? It just doesn't make sense. I'm not a tax guy. I go to H&R Block and have them take care of it, but... That's just me. So yesterday was the press conference in Toronto, and oh, I wish so badly that I could have been there. That would have been so much fun to have gone to. I would have taken like billions of pictures if I could have, tried to get as close as I could, but just didn't happen. But I will say this for Floyd Mayweather. He showed up in the same sort of uh, TMT gear, but this one had uh, the Canadian flag on it. And I gotta say, I'm no big fan of Floyd Mayweather, but I really like that TMT Canada gear. <laughs> what the hell's happening to me? I mean, if any listener out there wants to get me a TMT uh, Canadian sh uh, t-shirt for Christmas or as a belated birthday present, uh, my size is small and... Uh, Feel free to uh, send it my way to Calgary. Anyway, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Connor once again is taunting Floyd, saying that he can't read, he can't write, and talking about his confidence, and then Floyd just uh, threw this out there. If you believe in yourself, like you say you believe in yourself, bitch your whole fight check, you <laughs> No problem. Now, we've been down this road. It happened uh, with Julio Cesar Chavez versus Canelo Alvarez. They said, oh, yeah, we'll bet our fight checks. And then they didn't. So don't expect it to happen here. Do not expect it to happen. It's just going to uh, become a trend of people saying, oh, I'll bet my whole check. And then they won't. I mean, if you're going to bet a, a portion of it, sure, go ahead. I mean, what the hell? Uh... Floyd, 
or Connor is making at least a hundred million for this. I mean, if I were him, I'll just be like, sure, I'll bet you a million dollars. I mean, what the hell? That that's a little drop in the ocean, <laughs> all things concerned. But uh, anyway, with the way these press conferences are going, all the profanity, all the trash talk, it's getting people excited, which is interesting. Uh, I, I just hope that they realize that the main event is not going to live up to the hype. Okay? Th this is what Floyd Mayweather does. I mean, I remember for, uh, I think it was the first fight with Marcos Maidana. He had all these uh, circus performers come out. And I thought that was actually more entertaining than a lot of Floyd's fights have been. And I actually rather enjoyed the... Uh, Maidana fight. It could have been the first fight or the rematch, but regardless, that's how Floyd Mayweather fights are. The build-up is always a lot more exciting than the main event. So, I don't know. If this continues, I'm not sure if I will book August 26th off of work, but uh, I will look into it. Moving on. So, as promised, this is the final part of the podcast where I'm going to be talking about a little bit about the brief history of the podcast itself. Uh, this started, believe it or not, I always, you know, as time went on, I thought the whole idea of doing a podcast was Justin's idea. And he always told me, well, no, it, it was yours. And I thought, well, that's a bit absurd. I don't, I don't think I could come up with an idea that crazy. And he went through his email and he showed me the email and he said, nope, this was your idea. So, <laughs> wow. First of all, I think I should be clear a little bit about something. This is technically not the 100th episode. Believe it or not, before I started to do these a lot more regularly and routinely, I did about three of them. They were each about maybe uh, 10 minutes long. They, were, uh, they had very poor audio quality, and I had no idea what I was doing. I was just stealing as much audio as I could from HBO via YouTube and other programs, but it wasn't until uh, later in 2012 that I actually started to get into a routine of what I wanted to do with the program. In fact, if you go back, listen to the first episode, you'll it starts out with me saying that uh, something about Andre Ward listening to the podcast last night before he fought Chad Dawson, and that was because earlier that day I had made a podcast about how I thought the fight was going to go and Justin told me at the time well on one hand good you've you made a podcast on the other hand we could have had this out maybe a day or two before the fight not the day of the fight and uh this this would have helped uh build an audience a lot better so I I, I learned a lot from those early podcasts the thing that I always wanted to accomplish was just to give my own thoughts and give my own editorials about what was going on in the sport. I didn't want to cover every single thing that was happening in every corner of the globe. I don't have the time, nor did I have the energy, and nor did I think that my audience wanted to hear me talk about fights that happened and that I hadn't seen. I could go over to Boxrick and look at the the results for fights that happened somewhere in Kazakhstan or something like that. But 
I don't think you're interested in that. I want to talk about the biggest news that's, that can be talked about. And that's the way I do it. I don't write down a script, believe it or not, and you can probably tell from the uhs and ums that I sometimes give off. I try not to do uh, too many guests. I, uh, on occasion, I have had Justin on the show, and we've talked about uh, our predictions for big fights that are coming up. I still need to do a podcast with Hector Franco, which unfortunately is the great long-lost episode, and uh, I assure you that's never going to happen again. If I get Hector back on the show, it's uh, I think it's going to be a great episode, but I don't have a script. I don't operate that way. I just fly by the seat of my pants. That's how I've always done it. That's how I'm going to continue to do it. I do take some notes, but I don't think it's completely necessary to have all my detailed thoughts. If I just see the word, you know, whatever it is about a certain fight, it's just going to come clicking back to me and I'll think, oh, okay, got to mention this, this, and this. So the, the, the goal for me and the hope for my audience is that you're entertained. I always want to do a podcast that makes you say, hey, you know, I didn't think of that. Or, hey, you know, I really agree with Andrew this time. I want people to disagree with me. I think debate is extremely healthy and important, so long as it's it's done in a civilized manner. I mean, yeah, sometimes I can come off a bit bit abrasive. Sometimes it is a bit of an act that I'm putting on. I do play up my personality personality a little bit but for the most part i i do enjoy this podcast there have been some uh, really great episodes that i've enjoyed throughout the years uh, one or two of my favorite ones actually are the the tribute to muhammad ali that was one that as as sad as it is i as soon as he died i thought okay i have got to do a podcast now because I, I knew I can't wait a week for this. I can, I have to get this done ASAP. And another favorite of mine was the episode dedicated to Emmanuel Stewart when he passed away back in 2012. And the reason that was so important to me was because Emmanuel Stewart was such an important person in boxing. It felt like everyone that day stopped and was giving their feelings. And I thought, okay, well... I should do the same, and at that time, I was unemployed, so I thought, okay, I'm going to put all the energy I can into this, and, uh, well, you can go back, listen to the episode, it's one of my personal favorites, but there have been times where I've thought about, do I really want to keep doing this? Sometimes, I don't have as much free time as I want to, there are other things that I want to do with my free time. You know, sometimes if there's nothing happening in the sport, I just, I can't do a, I can't churn a podcast out week after week after week unless I feel like I want to make one. Part of me is uh, initially, I I did think about, oh, maybe I should open up a, uh, a crowdfunding campaign, kind of like a Patreon. But then I thought that wouldn't be fair, unfortunately. It just wouldn't be fair because what can I give you other than saying, okay, well, I'm going to make a podcast this week. And that's about it. That's all I could do. I couldn't do rewards week after week after week like a lot of other campaigns do, if you know how Patreon works and everything. But 
there are times like this, like for our 100th episode, where, you know, that, that spark does come back, where I say, okay, I have to do a podcast. I really want to talk about this. And that's why after Pacquiao loss and with the uh, Floyd Mayweather, uh, I don't want to say fiasco, but with the electricity surrounding these press conferences and also uh with uh cleo clemens and kedrick white i thought okay you know this is somebody who listens to the show i'll give a shout out to them because they've been supporting the show uh cleo's actually been on my ass saying you know why don't you record a new podcast already i'm sure he doesn't sound quite like i do but you get the idea i don't know exactly where or how long I'm going to keep going with the podcast, but I hope to do it for as long as possible. It's why I always end the show with thank you for listening and we hope you tune in next time because that's also a promise to myself like, okay, you finish this one, you've got to make another one because when you get down to it, it is fun. It is fun recording these. It is fun tweeting these out over social media. It is fun if I can get a boxer to retweet a podcast where I talk about them. Ricardo Mayorga did that for one episode, and that was an episode where I called him a human punching bag. So I'm glad that his English is improving. Uh, <laughs> see, stuff like this, where I'm just laughing about other boxers. I like having fun, and that's what I want to keep doing over the years. I want to keep poking fun at Oscar De La Hoya. I want to keep poking fun at Floyd Mayweather's questionable illiteracy uh <laughs> i want to keep doing what i what i'm doing i want to keep covering the fights i want to keep making predictions where i i want to keep making predictions and then kicking myself in the ass verbally uh when they go the complete opposite of how i predict i've got one for when i actually get a prediction right I just haven't been able to use it yet, but hopefully that's going to come uh, relatively soon. So, 100 episodes over the past five years. If there's anything that I have regrets about is that I wish that I could do this more often. And that's maybe something I have to just set a goal for myself and just say, okay, you don't have to do a 15 to 20 minute episode you have to do a 40 minute episode like we're going on right now but just make some content we've got over over 500 uh followers on facebook over almost 400 followers on twitter and social media a lot of professional boxers so i want to keep doing this because it's a lot of fun it's enjoyable and i hope that you the audience get something out of it so that's my rant more my little speech thank you for listening for the past 100 episodes of the boxing for free podcast and here's to 100 more we hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the boxing for free podcast you can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com that's boxing the number four free.com Twitter.com slash boxing for free. Be like Eris Lundy Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Miller Ad Zizek, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxing for free and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxing for free page. 
You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. It's not my fault your species decided to abandon currency-based economics in favor of some philosophy of self-enhancement. Hey, watch it. There's nothing wrong with our philosophy. We work to better ourselves and the rest of humanity. What does that mean exactly? It means... It means we don't need money. Well, if you don't need money, then you certainly don't need mine.